This episode was absolutely amazing. I don't think there was a moment where I wasn't engaged. There were lots of tears and excitement and not really any joy, just a lot of anticipation of what's to come next. Before we get started on this breakdown, I want you all to join me on May the 4th around 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time where I'm gonna hold a watch party around the world on the channel where we can all tune in and watch the last episode of The Clone Wars live. Now I won't be showing the actual episode as that's illegal, but I will be putting a timestamp at the top of the screen where we can all start it at the same moment and watch it on our respective screens. So join me this May 4th, 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, so here is this episode. Mandalore is now under control of Bo. However, once Order 66 is executed, I don't think the clones will leave quietly. And thus, this is possibly where the purge may have happened. Perhaps we'll find out in the next episode. Bo tells Ahsoka that her sister tried to be a different kind of leader, but her kind of idealism was never understood. Rex interrupts to tell Ahsoka that the Council is ready to speak with her regarding Maul's capture. Now, this is important, because this scene is literally this scene right here in Revenge of the Sith, where Mace and Anakin speak to Ki-Adi Mundi, Yoda, and Aayla Secura on Hollow as Cody then later interjects to say Obi-Wan has engaged Grievous. Mace tells Anakin to inform the Chancellor of the news and to gauge his reaction on Grievous's near capture. Anakin then leaves to the Chancellor's office, where we'll get the scene that has Palpatine manipulating him with the whole, they don't trust you, and don't you wonder why they don't make you a Jedi Master, leading to Palpatine revealing his identity as the Sith Lord. Ahsoka asks Rex if Skywalker was there, and he says Anakin was there at the meeting when I left to get you. So I'm thinking Rex called the Jedi Council before Cody did, because after Cody's transmission, Anakin's was already gone. So this episode of The Clone Wars is filling in that scene from the start and end of its transitions in the film, which is pretty cool, because at many points in the film now, we know what's going on in The Clone Wars, in these animated episodes, I mean. When Ahsoka gets to speak to the Jedi Masters, it's a replay of this scene in the film, where Windu says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. The dark side of the Force surrounds the Chancellor. This scene is verbatim the same scene in Revenge of the Sith, just animated in The Clone Wars, which is the first time this has actually happened. As that scene in the film swipes away to reveal Anakin in the Chancellor's office to inform him of Grievous being engaged, we don't cut away in The Clone Wars. We continue that very scene with the Jedi, and Ahsoka walks in. She's congratulated by Master Yoda for her service to the Republic, where she sets the record straight by saying she did it as a citizen, not as a Jedi. At least, not yet. This shows that Ahsoka is open to returning as a Jedi, perhaps someday at some point. I mean, it's a big maybe, but it's possible, and it could be on the table. As you know, she says, not yet. We get to see that Ahsoka knows her abilities can do more good for the galaxy if she was aware of more of the things that are going on, and this can possibly be done through the Council. If she were to return, perhaps she'd operate more like Master Qui-Gon Jinn, more rogue and living by her own standards, maybe not part of the Council, but eventually a Jedi Master. Ahsoka says she'll escort Maul to Coruscant with Rex, which Honestly, dude, this would have been so cool to see because then we'd be near the Jedi Temple, perhaps when Order 66 goes down, just missing Anakin by a sliver as she doesn't know who is behind all of this just yet and definitely doesn't want to believe it. Tano says she was hoping to speak with General Skywalker, but May says he sent him to go reveal the news to the Chancellor. Ahsoka says the war is almost over, and May says it all depends on the Chancellor. She asks what that means, when Mace, as usual in his snarky, elitist tone, says, Sorry, citizen, Jedi business only, basically. 
They all leave the call, except for Master Yoda, who senses Ahsoka's discomfort. This is something Master Yoda was always really good with, especially with Padawans of his own or even just those in the temple. He could always sense when something was on their mind and didn't hesitate to address it and talk to them about it. This is something I felt that Master Windu never really did and I can really empathize with how Anakin just kind of thought he was a jerk. Master Yoda senses she wants to say something more, perhaps something for Anakin. This is Ahsoka's moment to tell Yoda what she found out about Anakin. This literally could have saved the entire Jedi Order and avoided Order 66 with the Jedi storming the Chancellor's office immediately. If she just told Yoda what Maul had said about his master training Anakin to be his apprentice since day one, they'd put two and two together and know that Palpatine for sure is the Sith Lord. This would really change everything. Anakin wouldn't have turned, or if he would have, he tried to fight the entire Jedi Council, but I mean, yeah, that really wouldn't work very well, chosen one or not. Palpatine would be arrested, and that would be the end of that. Or Anakin and Palpatine would maybe shoot some Force lightning, or at least Palpatine would, and they would just jump out the window and try to catch a shuttle or something like that. Maybe I'll make this into an animation for fun one day. Anyways, if Ahsoka arrived just a little bit sooner by a few minutes, she would have caught Anakin, and she would have been able to tell him about Maul's vision for herself. And he'd put two and two together, like what he saw on Mortis, then knowing to stay as far away from the Chancellor, or at least from trusting him, as he could. Especially after Palpatine revealed his true identity as the Sith Lord. Ahsoka says, I'll tell him myself when I see him, when Yoda says, may the Force be with you, Padawan. Meaning, I'm thinking he acknowledges her as still a Jedi Padawan, which is pretty cool to hear from the Grand Master. Or maybe he's just, you know, calling her by what he always used to call her. Either way, I think it's pretty endearing. We get Bo and Sabine Wren's mom walking towards the LAAT gunship with Maul in a relic of a bygone era, a device used to imprison force-wielding enemies back from the old days of the Mandalorian Empire. Ahsoka and Bo say goodbye with a firm handshake as Maul is escorted to the Venator with the 501st and Tano. The scene shows Maul and Ahsoka feeling a massive uncertainty in the Force as they're in the ship. Maul is just locked up in this machine like Hannibal Lecter, and all we can see of him are his eyes telling the story of his thoughts and emotions. To capture this in animation is very hard to do, much harder than live action. So it's just another brilliant thing that Lucasfilm did here. We see the bridge of the Venator, and all the clones salute Ahsoka for the last time. As she stands with Rex, telling him that all she's ever known is war, that the Jedi train one to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers, but all she's really known is anything but peace. Rex tells her that without the war, the clones wouldn't really exist, showing that there's some good that has come from this. The two share a heartfelt moment as they salute their friendship when Commander Rex is interrupted on a new briefing that's come in. Yeah, you know what's about to happen. This part was super emotional, cause we all know what's coming. This is the last moment before everything changes forever. Ahsoka tells him to go on without her, as she's sure it's just more good news. Ugh, how wrong she could ever be. We cut to Maul meditating, or at least what the Sith version of that would be, which is just kind of feeling the Force. And his eyes open in surprise, as we hear the scene from Revenge of the Sith with the original voices of Hayden, Samuel Jackson, and Ian McDermott. We can see this confirmed in the credits as well, if you didn't notice. Now the final voice of, what have I done, sounded like Matt Lanter, and it actually was. We can also see that in the credits too. It's mixed with Hayden. We know Anakin has just taken the hand of Master Windu, and Sidious has killed him, unleashing unlimited power. Ahsoka staggers in immense pain to her head as she feels Order 66 is about to occur, and runs to Rex to inform him something has happened to Anakin. Where Order 66 has just been executed, his helmet shakes, and the clones turn to kill Ahsoka.
when Rex stalls and kills some time for Ahsoka's safety, delaying Order 66. Now, I believe this is due to his unique relationship with her, and that Order 66 needed a few seconds more, at least for him, to completely overwrite his mind and control him. Even with his strong will, unique personality, and connection to Ahsoka to protect her with his life, this is how he was actually able to resist it for a few seconds longer than the other clones, at least in my opinion. He draws his blasters on her as he holds back tears, which is an immensely emotional scene, and you can see how much pain he is in, both physically and mentally, telling her to find Fives, find him, and then finally shoots her, executing his orders. Ahsoka, of course, dodges them all and gets out of the way, igniting her sabers. It was such an insanely intense scene, I wish I could watch it over and over again for the first time. And in fact, I watched this episode four times, and each time I saw it, it just got more and more intense. Ahsoka cuts a hole in the roof and escapes that way. Which is, was kind of interesting to me because Anakin has done that in episode three where he cut into the floor and escaped that way. We can see this in a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith in the very beginning on the Invisible Hand ship. Rex rounds up his men and tells them to go kill Maul, as he's not a Jedi, but he is a Force wielder, and I guess that's all the same in this scenario of Order 66, as he's an enemy of the Republic, or, you know, soon, the Empire. The music here, if you pay attention, is the same as the scene where Anakin can be seen on Mustafar crying, which I've covered in a separate video years ago as to why. And it's not because he's killed younglings, but in fact because he is so far from the vision he had of himself as a young boy on Tatooine, full of dreams and hope to one day become a Jedi, that he sees the Anakin he is now is so far from that vision that he was actually crying. Maul sees the shock troopers coming in to kill him, and he is unable to do anything. We see some worry and panic in his eyes. Now, this device here, it seems to impede his force abilities of some sort, I'm guessing, because I wanted to see Maul just use his mind to, you know, push the clones into the ceiling, knock them out, or, you know, do, do something, full-on destroy the device that was restraining him and break free to save himself. So I'm feeling like those inscriptions or the weird things inside are kind of like kryptonite for force users. Ahsoka saves him by pushing clones around with the force, but I think it would have been cooler to see Maul break free using his own powers and not be saved by Ahsoka for the second time. The first time being in the last episode when she held him from falling. Maul reveals he now understands the full genius of his master's plan, that he turned the entire Grand Army of the Republic against the Jedi, where Ahsoka finally understands the magnitude of what's going on. He asks for her lightsaber, which would have been fun to see Maul with a Kenobi blue blade from Ahsoka, but hey, after Ahsoka runs to learn of the inhibitor chips from some astromech droids, seeing Rex's hologram, talking about how these chips are used for something that they don't really know about, but it could be sinister, we actually see Maul like a released wild animal in the corridors of the Venator, using the force to literally impale clones in his way. This was a similar scene to, of course, Vader in Rogue One, and the Mando hunting the scoundrels from Episode 6, which we also saw Matt Lanter in, who is the voice of animated Anakin. Ahsoka asks the droids for help, and they trap Rex in a corridor of sealed doors. She appears through a hologram on a droid to tell him that the chip has controlled his mind, where he pulls his gun a moment later to demand where she is. Order 66 has full control now, and it's too late for any of them. She shows up behind him, and he is shocked, unconscious by the droids, who electrocute him and then take him to a medical bay with her, as she decides to operate on him immediately, taking his chip out. Now, at first she can't find it, and she pulls the whole Chirut Imwi scene, which I guess he pulled the whole Ahsoka scene, since this is before all that, and she's saying, I am one with the Force, the Force is with me, and eventually the chip is then found. So I feel like doing this kind of, you know, clears the 
the heebie-jeebies out of the, the, I don't know, the force or something like that, and maybe just helps the force to glide smoothly, because at first the chip wasn't able to be found. Now while the machine is operating on Rex's brain to take the chip out, clones start breaking through the door, where Ahsoka tries to deflect all the blasts, doing a bit of a better job than Kiari Mundi, who unfortunately didn't get a you know, bit of a buffer time like she did to prepare herself. She deflects the blasts until one finally gets her and she slows down. Death is near as Rex wakes up and we see his blasters fire, but we don't know what he fired at until we see it's the clones that he killed, protecting her, meaning he killed his own brothers to protect Ahsoka. The doors close shut thanks to the droids. The chip is gone and Ahsoka asks if he's okay. Rex says, I'm okay, kid. He informs Ahsoka that he was being controlled to kill her through his chip and that he's sorry, that the entire Grand Army of the Republic is now under the control of this chip, that every Jedi Knight is now under friendly fire ordered to be destroyed. The blast doors start to break open with sparks as we roll to the credits. Now the next episode will be May 4th, so just a few days from now, so make sure you grab your popcorn and join me in the live stream watch along party around the world where I'll put up a timer on the screen and we can all sit back and watch it together. Now it may be a little bit different for me as it usually launches May 4th at like 12.30am, but if you're willing to watch it out all together, live with the community, then cool. I'll see you there. This was the most moving episode that I've seen for sure. While the last one was tense and action-packed with lots of cool fight scenes, this one, you knew a big buildup was happening, and this one had all the pent-up feels, and now, you know, 15 years later, I feel the exact same way I did when I was just 15 years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. It was Order 66 all over again, and I'm so happy we actually got to see this. I teared up pretty heavily when Ahsoka was fighting all of the clones because it was just, it was so terrible to see that. You know, we've grown up with these characters and they were just, they've now gone rogue. This has actually happened, you know, that they were so close to Ahsoka. They loved her, they respected her, and she loved them back. And now they're just trying to kill her, all because of Sidious's chip. The next episode will probably be during Anakin's time on Mustafar and then turning into Darth Vader, I'm guessing. Perhaps Ahsoka and Rex will go to Coruscant to help Anakin, escaping the Venator via an escape pod or something. And Maybe they'll have to hide somewhere else, you know, not on Coruscant, actually. Maybe, you know, for a long time, they'll have to stay hidden, unable to go to Coruscant entirely. I could see them getting the signal from the Jedi Temple that Sidious put out to lure the Jedi in Operation Nightfall to kill them, the one that Obi-Wan later turned off in Episode 3. Man, this episode was a trip, and I really can't wait to see the final conclusion to this four-part story and the Clone Wars as a whole. It's been an amazing journey. I can only hope that they'll make more Clone Wars arcs, more animated shows like this, and I think through the fandom and our support, we can really help make that happen. We just have to unite our love for Star Wars, come together, and ask them for more sick Clone Wars arcs, or, you know, animated shows. Hey Dave, continue the story of Ahsoka, we want to know where she goes after Rebels. Thank you everyone for watching this video, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and may the Force be with you. Oh.